Este episodio de Word to Your Mama es patrocinado por McDonald's. Mira, no necesitamos otra razón para reunirnos en McDonald's, pero el crew sigue dándonos más. Recuerdo cuando era niña. Mm, no teníamos mucho, pero de vez en cuando, cuando alguien de la escuela tenía una fiesta de cumpleaños, lo celebraban en McDonald's. Y los crew members eran parte de nuestra comunidad. Es tu gente, tu comunidad y tu relación con el crew de McDonald's lo que hace que sea tu McDonald's. Todos tenemos un McDonald's especial. ¿Cuál es el tuyo? McDonald's, me encanta. Hola, and welcome to episode 95 of Word to Your Mama. Word to Your Mama is a podcast about the life of a Latina mama, that's me, and the lives of my amazing multicultural tribe, a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Nah, B is our motto. Segments by the Supernatural Bear, that's my little man, he's nine going on 49. But other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. So why do I have a wide range of dope people in my circle? It's because I come from the industries of music, art, and now Web3. And having Barry, a podcasting color, on as a guest... On this episode, starting off the month of September is fitting in so many ways. The month of September is our anniversary month. That is correct. We started this two years ago during year one of the pandemic. I needed an outlet. You know, uh, things were crazy. And so this was my third podcast. This is the one that I started solo. And then at the end of this month, it will be International Podcasting Day. So very fitting for sure. In this episode, we find out uh, that Barry keeps it real at all times, why she started the largest directory of podcasts by people of color, if podcast has changed within the last five years, if so, how, and then you'll get a better sense as to why she is often referred to as one of the most innovative, strategic, and creative voices in our industry, and so much more. Now, I get a chance in this episode to thank Barry because when I started this journey with this podcast, um, you know, it was an invaluable resource uh, being part of her directory, finding other podcasts, and then also all the gems that she drops on my timeline when she's in Twitter spaces, when she hosts her own Twitter spaces. So I, you know, I get to give flowers to someone that has helped me tremendously in this third iteration of podcasts in my journey. So that's great. And, you know, she's just a, just a wealth of resource. She's, she has such a, a, a positive light. And so, yeah, you get to learn a little bit more about Barry of Podcast and Color. And then don't forget, after that, we go into a super quick Supernatural Bear corner and, uh, He reports from uh, the not-so-typical place today. He usually is in the studio, quote-unquote studio, but today he's on location. And, uh, and then after that, we have the outro. So, yeah, uh, let's get into this. Barry, I'm so excited to see you. Like, I've only seen you once, and I only saw you once because it was on your TikTok, a.k.a. TikTok. And I'm like, there she is. That's what she looks Hello. like. <laughs> yeah, I don't post me a lot. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, well, at least I kind of know what she looks like. Welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. And it's so great to find, you know, to, I mean, I kind of feel like I kind of know you. We kind of talk a little bit on, on the interweb. So it's nice to, to finally, you know, have a convo and get to know a little bit more about Barry. I'm sure so many people want to know so much about the, the one that keeps it real in the Twitter spaces. 
<laughs> and online, if you will. <laughs> oh, I feel like I try. I feel like I met like in the spirit of people that talk about podcasting things. Like I'm just saying kind of what they're saying, but they're saying in a corporate way, and I'm saying in a way that's like. No, but this is how I feel. <laughs> and they're saying it in like the correct terms and like the softer way of like, this is how we should going about it. And I'm like, no, nah, that seems like bullshit. <laughs> That's why I love you. That's why I love you so much. And I'm so super excited to have you. Okay. So, so let's start off by just how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. I mean, you know, this world is this world. I feel like I'm surviving. So I feel like that's good at this point. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So are, you know, I think what you don't have to tell us where exactly where, but what are you East coast? Oh no. I'm people. I would say, I guess it's Midwest. Midwest. I'm in Colorado. I'm in Denver, Colorado. So most people like, you know, picture the mountains and that sort of thing. Um, I would say it's kind of desert to me. It's more West coast, but we have our own vibe. So it's just in the middle somewhere in the middle, middle America. There we go. Middle, middle, middle America. America. <laughs> um, so, so how are things in middle America? I mean, has there been a sense that there was a pandemic is, is it oh, yeah. different now or it never changed or I don't, I don't know how it was wow. in, in Denver, was, Colorado. Um, I mean, it was deep here, of course. I feel like, you know, different sides of town, you know, took it more seriously than others or like dealt with it. But we're so spread out. Like, mm. um, I just visited New York for two weeks and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so used to it. It's just like just so much more spread out and so much more space that the way like we're known as an outside place. So like you can always find a park, you can find people to play, whether that's adults or children. And so I think that like they dealt with it just getting even more outside than people were before um, mm-hmm. and like being more active. So we're an active place. So it didn't, it more became more busy at parks and like bombing <laughs> and like places outside than anything else. But I mean, I, I'm surprised. Like, I feel like a good amount of people wore masks for a long time. And I was happy about that. Yeah. I understand what it is now, but I was just like, at least <laughs> now I can go to the store at like seven or eight in the morning and like everybody's not there like how it was before. It's only me and the other older people and we're mad (laughs) and we're just trying to get in there and get out and like (laughs) live life. So I'm like, now when I do my early shopping, everybody isn't out trying to get out there and do that anymore. Like most people have returned to their regular life. So I can be in the store from seven to eight and just kind of mosey along with other people. <laughs> I, I can relate to that so much as well. The the one store that I have to go to that can't get delivered is is Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, and 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 I remember back in back in the days, in the begin, in the first year, second year, they had at ours at least the, you had to be sixty five and over to shop early in the morning. But now they they lifted that, so now I can go and it's I'm with you. I'm like. The youngest person there with the mask, with the other old, you know, you know, older gens and like just getting in and getting out. And it's lovely now because it's everything's kind of back to normal in a way for others. But I can be as safe as, you know, mask. As I want to be. Exactly. Like, you know, we're the we're the the unicorns, the last of a dying breed that's still masking and. Yeah, so it's uh, like still giving each other space and everything in the store. Like exactly. it's so respectful. When I'm in there in the middle of the day, it's just like it's a regular life. And I'm like, I mean, but you see I have my mask on. So I think the respectful thing is to not be on my back. Like, exactly. <laughs> I don't need to feel your breath on my back, on the back of my neck. Um, so Barry, oh, oh you know, I, I know you don't give out too much personal information. So what you feel comfortable, where were you born and raised? Like where did Barry grow up? Oh, born and raised in Denver. That's where I am. Um, so born and raised in Denver, Colorado, the metro area. Um, that's where I've always grown up. I've lived here most of my life. I've just done a few years in college in Hampton, Virginia. Um, and then I did a few years in Maryland and D.C. for a couple of years. But I've come back to Denver. Denver's my home. Like no matter where I move to for any amount of time, I feel like most likely I'll come back here. Always, always home, home base, if you will. It's um, home base. <laughs> and so I wanted to also get into, uh, you know, what is your route? How did you, you know, get into podcasting and, and decide this is what I want to do? I want to 
you know, if you want to start off by telling the folks what podcast and color is and then what's your root what got you there? Well, podcast and color, it's a lot of things. Um, it's a community for uh, podcasters. And one, there's a website where there's a directory of podcasters in color all over the world. Um, it's the largest directory that I know of at this point. And it's just to make sure people can find podcasts by people of color. Because mostly when you find podcasts, and it's usually by a white person, probably a white it. man. Um, and those it. are the podcasts people, you know, talk about if there's going to be chatter and things. So I just try to bring more to it and making sure people understand outside of entertainment, we are talking about other things and sharing stories <laughs> and that sort of thing like that does exist. And the root of that is just being on Twitter and social media the read, um, following them when they started their podcast. I listened to podcasts before that, working a night job. And I'll say like podcast, quote unquote, because um, there would be ESPN shows republished as podcast later. So uh. I would kind of put that as a, you know, asterisk um, when it's a TV show that's just republished the audio of the TV show. So, um, but the read with Kid Fear and Crystal on SoundCloud is really what got me into podcasts and that's when I wanted to know about like the other people listening because that's on SoundCloud you could see the number of people mm. that listened uh, and that made me look like I started looking at that number talking to other people like if I can see this many people are listening where are they talking at you know are they talking to other people you know I'm in Colorado are there other people in Colorado and like it's not up to the podcast to do that like some podcasts will do that but really it's up to the fans to find themselves and figure out you know how to group within themselves so I kind of just started talking about the podcast that I was listening to online instead of keeping it to myself like many podcast listeners can do. Um, and that brought more conversation and brought other people talking about it like, oh, I listened to this podcast. Oh, I like that also. Um, and that kind of thing. So I've kind of created a community about that and the re listening to the read, how far they've come in there, like listening to their audio and what it sounds like, and then listening to a lot of other podcasts as they were being released. It became easier to pinpoint different issues people were having, even if they weren't having them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the very most people know of like the social media side of podcasts and things like came about where I'd be like, okay, people should be doing this because if I'm listening to 30 or 40 podcasts, I can see the issue that these podcasts are doing this, um, not doing this and these podcasts are, and that's why they're getting the response and growing and that sort of thing. Um, and those are the kind of pot where podcast tips and more of the industry side of things have come about because it's just like if you have this information, I do think it would help you more in podcasting, not just like useless information or, you know, there's so much news in a day, but it's like if you know these things that I hope that you know that I know, um, <laughs> I do think it'll help you in your journey of what you're trying to do in podcasting, whether you're trying to make money or not. Yeah. So, you know, it. I'll have links to everything that we discuss here, especially your links. And, you know, everyone should definitely follow Barry and, um, you know, see the directory because, um, you know, I've been listening to podcasts forever and for, I don't know, 2000, like early 2000s. And I, I would I was listening to just white men. <laughs> but but things have changed and and I think especially when you know I decided to do this one which is my third one and to do it solo and and trying to find community and doing research like you came up your directory came up I you know I I part of the directory thank you so much for that and and it was just great to see that there because we we don't get the podcasts of color don't really get to shine. You don't really see them on the front pages of like Apple or, you know, the home pages of other, you know, platforms. So I was wondering, since you started analyzing and collecting data and, and, and listening till now, how do we think that the, the landscape of, of uh, color, podcasts of color has changed? I think it's changed greatly. Like they're talked about, um, you can find more people of color behind the scenes at places versus where it was, we'll say five years ago. So mm. I'll go five years ago till now, the people behind the scenes have changed in many ways because of all the shifts and growing in podcast industry, where we have heads of audio where I was saying, I wrote this conversation. I have so many things where I'm like, I need to do this. And I feel stunted because I haven't done a lot of things, but I'm like, we can have a head of audio conversation of people 
of like companies that are funded, like this is their full-time job um, with women that are just people of color. Um, And I was like, I don't know that we couldn't have done that five years ago. Maybe Mm. there would have been one. And I'm like, but you have Netflix, um, you have Christina Choi that just left Spotify to become a head of audio. You have, um, I can't think of what his name is, but the guy that is directing Black Panther, um, the one that had that situation with the bank, Ryan Coogler. Yes. Um, he has an audio company. Um, an Asian woman is a head of audio there. Nice. Um, there's a like, there's just more than a few people that now are in the industry, have funding, and ha- are hiring people that uh, you know understand the job and aren't white (laughs) and bring more to the situation. (laughs) And even like, and I like that. It's like, they're not even coming to just make POC podcasts. Like they're coming to make any kind of podcast that company is making. And I'm like, that's where we should be. It shouldn't just be like, okay, um, a Latin company starts. They just make Latin podcasts. No, they should be able to make podcasts about their full experience and white people are in our experience in some way. So sometimes (laughs) they're going to be a host or, you know, a part of different things, but it's not just from their point of view. And that's what I want to see more of is just, um, I look at that, like, there's no explanation. There's no, like, sometimes to me, when you come from the white point of view, everything that's POC is explained before the person does it. Mm. And I'm like, it it can just kind of be like, if you're POC, you're like, dang, they explain this again. Like, or, you know, like, (laughs) isn't that like something that's known or something like that? And I'm just like, some things people are going to have to be like, okay, let me be interested enough to Google or look further into things. Like it's not going to be explained to you on every program. And that's what I like about different voices being the head of things. Um, yes, in, in, in positions of power to make decisions. They're just like, because yes. they just happen to be like, oh, the head of this just happens to be of color. And and yes. you're right. I, that's what we need to be on all fronts. I think on all parts of uh, entertainment. And I, and I slowly see a shift, you know, getting the, like, just my tribe, the people that I've had on here, uh, we started, you know, 15 20 years ago uh just starting in the different entertainment industries and now everyone's starting to you know infiltrate and get into those areas and it's a beautiful thing to see and i was wondering um how do you do you think we would be in the same place if we were we hadn't had two years of a pandemic i feel like there was a shift but i don't know if that's just me like was there like more concentration or or emphasis on actually more than it helped podcasts like I think that it became it became a thing like at the start of the pandemic a lot of people were looking for content like I need to fill my day with things but it tapered off it became like well okay I can start my day with silence I don't need to feel as rushed because I'm just going into my living room I'm not doing a lot you know to get myself Mm. resettled you know, at a job or get my mind right after leaving the house. I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> um, and I think that it hurt because the audience didn't necessarily increase at the same levels it was before the pandemic. And it put us into sharing space with streaming um, and TV as far as like the time you're listening or interacting. So it's like maybe somebody's going to turn off the TV mm. and listen to a podcast versus somebody already kind of being out, walking around after work putting on a podcast and like, you know, walking to the train or, you know, walking to the car and sitting in the car for a minute or that kind of thing. And that like buy time that they wouldn't have even thought of turning on the TV or maybe instead of doing this, I do that type of thing. And now we're in the place where it's like, okay, I'm not going to do that other thing. So I'll listen to the radio or a podcast and that kind of thing. So it just feels like more of a competition mm. because of the pandemic for me versus us um, coming out on top. But I do think we have a better chance because people know what podcasting is. I think more people know what podcasting is. Yes. As we get back to whatever post-pandemic life is, um, it'd be something more people work into their lives. And when they see a story, they're like, oh, that's a podcast. Hmm, I'll listen to that. You know, it just becomes yeah. a little bit more of an easier thing. Like I like Dateline. Everybody's always talking about something. I can't think of what the podcast, something about Pam or something like that. Everybody's always talking about this podcast. And I was like, it just brings people in. If you were a Dateline person, Dateline got you to listen to the podcast on the podcast app. And now you're like, oh, I heard about that other true crime or something podcast. I might be able to figure out where that is. Um, and, you know, go look at that. Whereas versus before when people just didn't know and you still be saying, what is a podcast? You know, everything <laughs> started with was, what is a podcast? What is a podcast? <laughs> and now it's more like, 
what are these are the podcasts that are about different things to try to bring you in to not just one podcast but more podcasts so to me yeah, that's what's <laughs> that makes sense that definitely makes sense and then so what what where do you usually uh listen to podcasts doing different activities like what's your podcast hearing situation um it's more wherever my mind is i've been um i think i mean Due to the pandemic and COVID, I feel like most people at this point have ex- experienced grief um, or someone yes. passing or getting sick and that kind of thing. And this year, that was kind of heavy for me. So mm-hmm. I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts early in the year. Like it would be strainful for me. It was easier mm-hmm. for me to listen to music um, and connect with music and that kind of thing. It felt like people's live thoughts were too much and it'd be mm. like they would start talking about political or something and I'd be like it's too much or yes, like they would yes. just do things to trigger me and I would just be like it's so much easier to listen to something that I know is like <laughs> trying to comfort me yes. more than like antagonize or do something else so um but I listen to podcasts I would say it just it mostly depends on my mood like if I get up and I'm up early and I'm like you know what oh let me just press play on recode and hear a car and have to say if I like it maybe I'll get 10 minutes into it if Scott says something to you I'm like let me go on to the next thing <laughs> but it's kind of like okay am I in the mood for sports or storytelling am I going to look for you know maybe a five series episode thing because I need to maybe do some work or like try to focus my mind on something so I won't jump all around from podcast to podcast I'll listen to a series and I'm trying to work out the way I work out listening the way I'm listening to podcasts to the way other people might interact with podcasts um because of that because of grief because of politics I don't like it when people talk about certain things I'm like skip 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 wish you could have put a thing on here saying you talked about this I would have never pressed play um <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to do those kind of things, especially coming into the election time of year and trying to pump up and do the things that I'm supposed to do in my newsletter. But I was like, I want to pay respect to people like me that are like, I'm tuned in. I know enough. I don't need other people to complain about this all day on other types of things. And I still want to know about things and interesting things that are people are making. And I'm like, those are the kind of things I want to focus on and show like the everydayness and talking about, you know, the news type of thing is going to be a thing, but like, we're getting some really good stories. And when you put out a series that's five or six episodes, you only really promoted it during then, then you have to move on to your next project or, you know, your next thing and that kind of thing. But I'm like, I want to go back and talk about like, you know, okay, last year, maybe these three series were released and there are five or six episodes. So if you're into that, and you want a story to kind of take you in for the day or like through the week, like this is what I'm going to listen to. Maybe you're looking for this and that will draw you more into podcasting and looking for other stories like that. I think we're doing a good job of making podcasts, interesting podcasts. I'm not sure we're doing a great job on saying what the content is. This is how you find it. And this is how long it is. Like a series will start and I'll be like, is it eight episodes? Is it 10 episodes? Like mm. it's so many questions. And I'm like, if I have that and I'm deep in here, I know somebody new would just be like, well, how many times am I going to have to listen? Or when is the story <laughs> like coming to a conclusion or telling me something different? If it was on TV, I would know this is a 10 episode series. Mm. You'd be saying every time it started. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think about the deeper information and bringing new new audience members in always and just how maybe even consistent audience members, because I've talked to a lot of friends and they don't listen to as many podcasts. So I'm like, okay, what would bring that person back in? What is that person kind of looking for? Um, If they're not looking for pop culture anymore, if they stop watching that TV show and their podcasts are based off that TV show, what would kind of be next to bring them in, you know, to Mm. more things. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Cox sabe que tu familia no para. Por eso ofrece nuevos paquetes de internet que te brinda la misma velocidad y flexibilidad que esperas de Cox. Además, Panoramic Wi-Fi está incluido en algunos planes sin costo adicional. Es internet que sigue tu ritmo. 
todo sin contrato anual, que significa que no hay molestos cargos por terminación anticipada. Desconéctate de tu rutina, pero no de tu Wi-Fi cuando estás fuera de casa. Cox te da acceso a más de 3 millones de hotspots de Wi-Fi. Después de un largo día, reúnen la familia para una noche de películas con Contour Stream Player. Disfruta de deportes en vivo, tus programas favoritos en Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus y más con apps de streaming populares. Conoce más en cox.com diagonal español. Here's a question. What have you always wanted to try? It could be something small like trying a new dish or something big like trying a completely new career path. What about trying something to ignite new passions or rekindle old ones? Even though I was part of other podcasts before, I've always wanted to try hosting my own. Hence, word to your mama. You're listening to it right now. It's been one of the best new things I have tried. I get to share some amazing, diverse voices from all walks of life with the world, and that just fills my soul with good vibes. So think about it. What have you always wanted to try? Anything is possible when you set your mind to try something else. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your thirst for trying. So take this as your sign to say yes. Opt in. Go for it. Because trying is what life is all about. Try Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea and then try something else. That makes sense. So you don't have one that you're you're like that's weekly that you've been with since jumping. You 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 tell yourself ah, ah, when is it when coming out? The read pause this year it threw me off into a different type of listening thing because they were the ones that would be like I'm basically refreshing my app for them to drop and then once they dropped like it was like my day could get started that was what started my week like whatever day they dropped that was my Monday um, <laughs> um, but like once they stopped dropping because of the mental health of one of the hosts it threw me off in a way of that I like I was like there's no podcast I need to listen to the day it drops because if I don't listen you know, it might be spoiled for me or something's going to happen or something like that. Nothing is really happening like that. Nothing is happening. So I was just like, I don't really need to. I'm not missing anything if I don't listen to a podcast within the first hour. So it more or less is like, okay, I'm in the mood to listen to podcasts. Let me see what's been published this week or within the last few days that I haven't, you know, pressed play on, on that kind of thing. But there's no podcast right now where I'm like, waiting for it to drop (laughs) and most podcasts a few podcasts that I like I started liking like when for color nerds came back they published like in the afternoon or evening or something it's that's an irritating time for me but I'm like (laughs) I'm a person that wants to open my app in the morning and see the podcast that came in at 4 a.m at 5 Mm a.m at 6 a.m I don't know it's like a freshness to the day like oh okay you published you know exactly for me to start pressing play and for me to start my day this way instead of me having to scroll back and be like oh something came last night like I thought the podcast I listened to or you know I had already figured out that so I'm just like it's um different people are publishing at different times and they're playing with that and I'm just like I kind of (laughs) wish more people did that. And I, I've tried to not be as obsessive because a lot of people, because of the pandemic and COVID, will just stop podcasting or, you know, have to take a pause or, you know, there's just other things to it. And I found that the first year of my of COVID, it was December, I felt very emotional when a podcast didn't publish. And I was like, okay, but should you feel this deeply? Like, should it be affecting your day like this? That um, a podcast that you really like, you know, didn't publish on the day that they were going to publish because of other things. And I'm like, it just felt like I didn't have that much to look forward to. So the only things I really had were the podcasts that were still publishing um, on a consistent basis and going with their schedules when they didn't do that. I was like, that podcast will never know that they have me in tears behind <laughs> And I was like, but you need to create a separation. So it kind of like after the read did that earlier this year, I was like, it kind of came to a thing of like, that's what I was doing already is trying to create a separation of like, I don't feel so personal yes. <laughs> about some of these things. And that's just kind of the way COVID made things. It's just like something to look forward to, something that's still coming, something that's still things that I like you know, just my anxiety started to do. So I was like, I need to create better boundaries again um, and understand that this is happening and seeing it. So I've kind of separated myself from podcasting that way because it just would feel like 
if this podcast isn't doing well, like it's almost not, it feels like I'm only one audience member, but it's on me to bring more people in. And it's, it's so, good. so the, like, pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. Like, oh my God, this podcast has to survive. Um, so, <laughs> I'm trying to create better boundaries um, around that. I do have anxiety that I put on other people. So I'm like, now I don't do that. I don't, there's nothing I really look forward to, like, or I'm like, if they publish or if they don't publish, it's going to, you know, take over my week. It's like, there's always more podcasts. That's a phrase I've been telling myself. There's always more podcasts. I have <laughs> more than enough podcasts to listen to. I'm behind on many podcasts that I would mm. like to listen to or like things that I've been like, I'm saying I'm going to check out. I'm going to check out, you know, something new that started that I just needed to listen to before I put in my feed. So I'm like, I need to respect that. I'm always saying I have something to listen to and listen to some more things um, instead of the comfortable way I was before. So that's what I'm coming out of now and listening to more podcasts, probably one or two new ones a week um, and just seeing what's out there. Nice. And, and along the lines of some things that you mentioned, what are some other pet peeves uh, that podcasters, you know, do or don't do? I think at this point in the game, it's more frustrating to me that people act like help isn't out there or that um, like people aren't willing to help and that there aren't a lot of people doing the same exact thing that aren't trying to find community around it. And so to me, sometimes it can be like, but what are you looking for? Are you looking for something specific? Because it exists. Mm. So like, what exactly can't you name that maybe you're looking for um, that you feel isn't there or you feel like it maybe costs more than you would want it to cost and that kind of thing. But I'm like, if there's a, but there's also an education gap because I'm like, if I ask the average podcaster, do they know different programs exist? Do they? Not really. And if they did, maybe, but they didn't understand it was something they could have paid $80 to be a part of and it would have brought so much more, you know, worth to them and what they're doing even if they weren't making money, but just more confidence and like community around the things they kind of hope to do, or maybe a series they hope to put together or something in the future. And so that's the kind of thing I get down on myself about because I'm like, okay, you're the kind of person that's the middle person, like to what everybody else does, you're very much a middle person that's talking to both sides of the aisle, like the podcaster and the audience and that kind of thing. But you talk to the podcaster so they'll connect with the audience more. Mm. And I'm like, I feel like I should be telling more podcasters about the programs that they, you know, could get it, the money, like the money being worth it versus not worth it. Like sometimes when you see 2000 or 3000, there's also still programs like Julesa has um, that will pay if you want to be a part of different awards. So you can, you know, if they're like, it's $75 to apply for this award, they'll give you $75 back if you do those kind of things. And I'm like, mm. there's so much information that I wish that I'm like, every day I could just beat you with like, you do know you can do this, you do know this is this, you do know this is out here. And then I'm at the audience like, you know, these podcasts exist, you do know this exists, you know, the one, like there's technology podcasts, there's probably something on makeup you're looking for. Are you really into astrology? Because you can't listen to somebody probably talking about that, that really understands it and is like deep in it, not even somebody that just picked up a book, but like, and I'm just <laughs> And I'm like, it's just so deep for me because somebody will say something. I'm like, oh God, you have to focus on what you're focused on because you'll stop and like turn to a whole different thing because that person needs something. So <laughs> it's, for me, my mind is just so all over the place that I have to like bring it back to where it should be. And I think like grief and other things that just like stirred me up and put me into other anxiety filled things. So I'm really just coming back to a place where feel more me more like I can get more of my thoughts out and like I'm putting them out and I'm like okay I'm one day I'll put the newsletter out but I have been putting my thoughts to like there's already newsletters that'll come but I'm like is it two newsletters do I just have enough newsletters for the rest of the year and I like my mind is just like okay well <laughs> at some point you're just gonna have to put something out though like, like you can't just keep stacking information and all these things that you're doing that's just thing you're gonna do so it's just, for me, there's a lot. I'm like, I'm an in-between person, but I do know I want to make sure that I'm helpful and that people understand there's more out there because I feel so alone. And so like, nobody's helping me and nobody's telling me this or nobody's answering this, showing the truth. And I'm like, no, it's out there. Sometimes you just have to look a little bit further. And most people, when they're deep into the work, 
don't have necessary time to yeah. market you to find them. Like, they're just like, you're going to have to put some effort in finding me. Like I'm doing the work. Maybe I have five minutes to talk or do something like that, but you are going to have to look for me. I can't be looking for everybody. <laughs> no, I just try sure. to be the in-between person so that people understand the world is existing bigger than what they're thinking it is. And when they can get to that, it can kind of become an easier place of like, there's just more things to do than what you're doing. And everybody usually thinks they're doing enough. And it's like, rarely are we. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's so much more to do and so much more information to learn. And, it, you know, and I know you're dealing with a lot, but I just want to say we did miss you, uh, you know, being on, on the timeline and, and chiming in. So to have you, you know, back on and, and in the spaces and, and tweeting and everything and sharing everything. And you're so generous and so you know, just felt so helpful uh, just sharing your knowledge and, you know, not really asking for much, which hopefully that changes for you. But, um, you know, I just feel like I've learned so much uh, just in the little time that, you know, I started following you and interacting and, you know, being in your spaces or being in Twilight spaces. And so and then you're always a speaker and you have guys have a lot of stuff that you guys share. So thank you for that. So let's get into the questions and comments from the audience. Okay. Okay. This person says, She is one of the most innovative, strategic, and creative voices in our industry. She sees 10 steps ahead of us all. We'd be a better industry if more of us did what she told us to do. And this is from founder and CEO of Matriarch Digital Media, Twyla. Love Twyla. It goes to, this is perfect because it goes to everything you've been just talking about right now, right? Like there's so many things. And she she says the same thing. You're 10 step ahead of all of us and we'd be better if we just did exactly what you told it. Like you're giving it to us. <laughs> we need just need to do it. So uh, yeah. And, and Twyla, her space that happens, what, at once a month? Yeah. Once the a month. second on- Sunday of every um, month, yeah that that is the the amount of gems that are that are dropped in those spaces with by her by you and by other people that come up i mean in, i've been trying trying to tell any of my podcasting people like you need to be in this space like this is like quality stuff like i have a reminder when she whenever the uh, twitter space you know i could set the reminder and then uh yeah that's just gold both of you guys are are gems and are, are helping all of us so much and that's what we're trying to do is make sure our voices are out there but also make sure people know other voices <clears throat> are out there because sometimes we can be so behind the scenes and if you know each other it's like you have your friend groups and things like that but for the people that don't have that or haven't you know created those things it's like how do I find those people so that's why I like doing spaces and I know she likes doing spaces to be able to be like we exist there's more people out here mm-hmm. um and you know just to kind of look at that you can look at her follow list the people that follow her all of those kind of things it's like the world is bigger than what you think it is once you find something like that so it just kind of brings more people to the thing like, oh, OK, there's other people out here actively doing this, talking about this, wanting to be in this. I'm not alone. And it's a reminder, I hope, for other people that like, you know, it's a big growth space. Yes. And I love it. And as women in podcasting, I mean, all of us getting together and sharing information. It's wonderful. You know, I, I saw and just saw headliner real quick, didn't dive deep. Then I tried something else, discussed it on the Twitter space. You guys kind of broke it down a little bit. So it made me go back to Headliner and investigate, go a little deeper. And then I left the other joint and now I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like getting information and, and seeing, it, you just having a little bit more context to to certain things, apps. It's or, how people use things. Like yeah. I've very much my submission process is how I found out people use Canva to create smart links. And I was like, what is this link? Like trying to figure it out. (laughs) And like going backwards, I was like, okay, it was created in Canva and they just put the links in. And so I'm like, you learn so much just talking to other people and seeing how they use something else. 
which is why I ask the questions I ask sometimes to people. I'm like, I want to know how you use something because it's not necessarily maybe how I use it. So I'm learning more or seeing something exactly. else or like buttons I don't normally push or something like, no, you yeah. should be doing it this way. And it's like a whole different experience on how you might experience something. Definitely. So thank you so much for that. So, okay. So now it's time for the not so rapid fire questions, the slow as hell questions. Barry, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Three words to describe yourself. Oh gosh. Um, creative, huh. fun, mm-hmm. in my head. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. What's the best piece of advice you received? I don't think that's hard. Um, (laughs) I think more the advice that's more not somebody trying to tell me something to do, but somebody just trying to say, here are options of things I think you could be doing Mm -hmm. has helped me because it's not like they're trying to say, this is exactly where you should be because I usually don't see things that way. But it's like, do you see the option to do these things? And it's like, oh, okay. Maybe I don't see it that way, but maybe I could do this or incorporate more of this into what I'm doing or something Mm. like that. So I am more of a person like this is like you can expose me to something. I just don't need you to kind of try to think for me. Just expose me to it. If it's supposed to be, it'll be. um, And maybe that'll come later, you know, to the thing. (laughs) That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. The next one. Song that you play on the regular to get you hyped when you need it. Ooh, um, I love Megan Thee Stallion, mm. and usually it's gonna be one of her songs. I like going to her top five on Spotify. Um, but I like her like "Sweetest Pie." It's a pop song, but it's something easily to dance to. Like you can put it on; it's not asking too much, and you can kind <laughs> of change your mood with it. Um, my cousins taught me to do this thing. I don't know, early in life where like if we were in a bad mood or like there was just too much going on, we put on a song or two, dance to it and just change our mood for the day. Mm. Um, So like that's a thing that I'm used to doing. It's just like, okay, let me find some upbeat music, something that's um, really cool to do that. Sometimes I can do an R&B song by belting out a song. It'd just kind of be fun. Like Summer Walker has this song called session 32 that's just kind of fun and it's just like something you can just sing like and feel passionate about like okay i can get that out um but mostly it's probably going to be like i think it's megan's piano she has a thing where she starts it with her piano but i love her energy like it just makes me feel like i'm at a concert right away and of course right now i'm listening to beyonce like that's big but i feel like megan usually i can find a song by her um that it gets the party started Amazing. And as always, we will add that to the Word to Your Mama guest hype list playlist, um, songs playlist. And we always put the latest one at the top of the list. And we ha- this is the first time, actually, I, b- I believe to be true, that it's the first time we're adding Meg the Stallion on there. And we have everything <laughs> from like the craziest things you would think of to, you know, all genres uh, on this playlist. So we'll be adding that. And there'll definitely be a link to that in our show notes. And last but not least, Barry, what mm-hmm. will be your legacy? I think about that a lot because I think that a person has to work on building their legacy. They shouldn't just be working and think other people are going to put it together. Mm. Um, so I just hope that what people are taking from me and my intention is that I hope to help. And mm-hmm. I hope that I can share enough information that people can help others. Like, even if I left the space or something, like, it's enough that you can say, I learned enough that I can take the different things that I learned from her and, like, the spaces she exposed me to and take this on and give it to other people and help them and that kind of thing. So that'd be my hope that they'd be like, she helped enough that I can take this on and do it. I don't necessarily need her to be there all the time. <laughs> Amazing. And and I could say for myself, as I mentioned before, you know, just already uh, you've helped me tremendously, significantly. And I, I want to thank you. So this is awesome that you're on here, that I get to speak with you and learn more about you because uh, that is your legacy now. Like you've helped so many people. I know I'm not the only one. I know people are listening to this, especially those that have been in the Twitter spaces and are saying they're like shaking their head. They're saying, yep, yes, of course. <laughs> da, 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 da. I agree. I concur. So thank you so much. 
Bef- before we leave, what are a couple of, you know, pieces of advice you could give to anyone uh, that's starting a podcast? I would say to look at a Third Coast podcast conference festival, whatever it is. If you put that in, you'll find it. <laughs> um, but they have a lot to offer as their conference sessions are on their website. But also different pieces of audio are on their website from people that have made audio from beginning, from professional and that kind of thing. So listening to other people's audio, especially when you can just do a five or six minute clip that somebody put a lot of intention into is really big to me, Um, especially on headphones and just trying to see all what they did with it. It can just kind of bring more to the space. Um, I would say you're going to always want to follow some other people that talk about podcasting, even if it's um, some other people either talk about podcasting or the subject you podcast on. Mm. And that's just something because I'm a person that has separate social media from my personal and my podcast stuff. But I'm very much like on my podcast account, I'm going to talk about podcasting things. So if you, you know, end up having one account or anything like that, making sure you're following people that are talking about those kind of things. So you'll talk about your subject base, even when you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something people think on social media, like they get on social media and do their usual thing. And it's like, but also bring attention to the thing that you want to. So I separated my account. So I don't have to, like, people don't have to be like, oh, okay, she stopped talking about Meg the Stallion. She's talking about podcasts again. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, I just come over here to talk about podcasts. Maybe I mentioned music and stuff, you know, within that, because I do want to hear from artists on podcasts and stuff like that. But most of the time I'm like, I just want to have directed spaces where I talked about the different things and you don't have to be in my whole world. Um, so I would say, oh, that'd be my last piece. If you can, to separate the accounts, it seems like a lot, but I think about it in a way of we all think about, we hope to grow in social media. We hope to grow our projects, even if they, you know, become different things over time. And having the space to be able to have your personal life and the thing you're working on different. So you can take breaks if you want to. You can like, you know, have different mental things or family things and stuff like that happen. And your audience for the thing that they're doing doesn't have to read all that or, you know, be in all that. It to me just brings more of a, it makes it easier to be a part of social media and not leave it because one one thing is happening in one space. Um, like if something's happened with the podcast, you don't want to be hearing about it. And you're like, that's what all people will talk to me about and things like that. So creating boundaries online within different social media accounts, it can seem like, oh, that's a lot of work, but also it can be a lot of peace. So think about the peace. <laughs> think about the peace. Thank you so much, Barry. Let the people know. I'll have it in the show notes, but let let them know uh, verbally where they can find you. Podcasts within the s in color um if you search that on google or your wherever you use the internet search i know people are doing different things now um you'll find me um but i'm on tiktok i'm on twitter i'm on instagram and facebook instagram and facebook i probably use the least but we'll see how that goes soon um more tiktoks to come soon i'm just i was about to come back about a month ago but then i was just like let me figure out what the podcasting space like looks like since i took a break and like the different people that are giving advice and things like that so i don't come in here and look like I'm copying or doing other yeah. things and always try to keep what I'm doing, what I do. Um, so I'll be back soon, but I can see more of what I want to be doing on there. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what I'm about to be doing. It doesn't feel like as pressure as I felt the spring to come back. Now I can like, it's just okay. I can do it. It doesn't feel you have the stuff. It's not like you don't have it or there's other stuff going on. Just do it. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. Uh, I know a lot of us are excited to see what you're going to be sharing, all the gems you're going to be sharing. So thank you so much. And thank you again for being on here, Barry. It was a pleasure. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking me and waiting for as long as you did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad it happened. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. Nice seeing you. (laughs) And now introducing... Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, everyone. I'm Supernatural Bear coming to you live from my kitchen. Um, I just wanted to say for this artist, number one, I have a bear that's literally called Barry that I sleep with every night. Don't judge. Don't judge, okay? I'm only nine, almost ten, okay? I'm still a child. 
Um, but yeah, I, and I also I just wanted to say how important it is to just know and recognize that there are many amazing black and brown podcasts, such as this one. Check the other episodes out. Um, but anyways, yes, this has been SMB signing off. There you have it, folks. That's episode 95 of Word to Your Mama with the berry of podcasts in color. She's a gem. She's a gem. It, w- whether you're a veteran in the scene or you're new, I suggest, I highly suggest that you follow her on all socials and definitely make sure to join um, her next Twitter space because she's always, you know, um, abreast of all the latest stuff. And the way she analyzes it, I feel it's very unique because. She sees it as a consumer, as a creator, and all around. And she doesn't just stick to one genre. So I think she really gets uh, some deep insight. And if you are a Patreon patron, make sure to check your inbox. Because I think about a month ago now, we sent a little special something something for you guys. And if you want to become a patreon patron to support there's a link on the site there's probably a link in the show notes on how to do that another way to support is you can buy us a whiskey via bias uh coffee link and then also we have the online store you got enamel pins designed by myself and the supernatural bear you got t-shirts in english and spanglish so many different things And there's a couple of free ways that you can support us. You can leave us a review. You can uh, put five stars all the way to the end on all the different platforms. And another way is tell your folks, tell your peeps, and tell your friends. Please believe it. Uh, I just got back uh, last week from uh, Bogota, Colombia with Hola Metaverso. We'll get into that. A little sneak peek. Uh, There's something that uh, has been a nightmare and it happened to me twice in Bogota and it involved an elevator. Please believe it. So much so that I discussed it with my therapist when I got back this week for my monthly therapy sessions. Yes. So if you want to reach out to us, you can DM us. You can send us an email via hola at wordtoyourmama.com. And uh, yeah, thank you for the continued support. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, you want to email us, you want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzPerrowinkle.com.